I'm looking for a real love, real someone to set my heart feel, real love. <laughs> All businesses fell within the first five years. You can ask anybody. That. And, and, and in the beginning, I was like, you know what? Now, nah, as long as you, yeah. long as you pumping, got a good product, yeah. it's not even about the product. It's about being able to stay afloat. Hey, everybody! Welcome to our Vinay podcast where we are speaking with our brand builders. So we are Vinmade Brand Builders Podcast, where we connect with the brand builders to discuss their areas of expertise. Now, we all know that building our own business is far from easy and you are your business. And we are here to you know, connect with the entrepreneurs that are thriving in their current careers and or past. And they're gonna be giving us some insight and dropping some necessary gems to help you grow your business so that you can you can thrive in your entrepreneur journey as well so today our business hot topic is owning a brick and mortar and we want to welcome our special guest aaron Nurini, who is the ceo of godfrey this okay. is your show and how it goes is today I'm going to do it a little bit differently. Typically, I will say a word and you will sing, rap, hum, beatbox a song with that word in it. Oh, but I was thinking, I was like, you know what? Instead okay. of a word, let me do an artist. So for you, I'm going to give you an artist oh. and the first song that comes to your mind with that artist, you can sing it, you can hum it, you can beatbox it, you can whatever you want to do. This is your show, okay? All right, and I'm going to give you five uh -oh. seconds, uh -oh. and the goal okay. is to win this, and I know you can do it, okay? You ready? Uh -oh. Okay, we're going <laughs> to see, right. we'll see. So your first artist is Biggie. Kick in the door, wake in the 4-4. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have so many songs going through my head, because oh, that's my favorite artist, so I'm okay, like, this what okay, I was saying. all right. I, had to, I tried to, to uh, give you some artists that was in your past times, right? When you went... When your music oh, was really now, like, no, no, okay, no, no, I thought you was no, calling no. me old. Something that, no, no, no something that your music. That's me and your music. You okay? So your next artist. <laughs> oh, okay, is yeah. All right. So oh, the, gosh. the uh -oh. first song that comes Oof. to mind when you think of Mary J. Blige. I'm looking for a real love, real someone to set my heart feel real love. <laughs> <laughs> it's you okay. got me all embarrassed for myself. We're here for a good time. <laughs> now you're so ready. Oh. Now this artist is to indulge me just okay. a little bit. Okay. And his name. Uh -oh. His name. Uh -oh. is Must start with a U. Do it start with a U. Now I gave you the song, so you can't use that. <laughs> but the first song that comes to your mind when you think uh -huh. of Trying to, I know the lyrics, but just trying to remember the song. Uh Change my heart and uh, uh, never do. Uh, 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 I want to let it go. Been there, done it. I think that's what I found. That's, I think that's okay. it. This is what that's I what found. Somebody you better sing it. We got to get you <laughs> at his residency. We got to send you to you his residency so you can learn some more songs. <laughs> see, see. He is. Is it he still at that residency? It'll be over in October. So if anybody oh, wow. hasn't had the chance to, to go, please book your tickets. It's an amazing show. Yes, yes, and yes. And to get there, right. Oh, Aaron. Gotcha, gotcha. Claps for you because you did an amazing <laughs> job. And this is a way for, of course, us to relax before we even start. 
our interview here. So just to start us off, if you right, don't right. mind, before we get into the questions, can you just give us um, a bit of history, you know, of Godfrey? How'd you come about? What is it that you you did specifically okay. and how long you were doing it for? All right. So I, I, I'll kind of give a, a, a brief synopsis because I'm pretty sure you're going to ask me some mm-hmm. questions uh, regarding uh, Godfrey itself. Um, first of all, um, I, I'll say I'll, the name. Let's, let's start with the name. Everybody said, how you mm-hmm. get Godfrey spelled the way you spell it? Um, when I first started clothing, which was in, well, first of all, I'll back up when I was a chap, when I was about 12 years old, mm-hmm. um, I loved to draw. So, uh, our basketball team in sixth grade needed some jerseys. Mm-hmm. We couldn't afford no jerseys. So I said, well, Hey, look, I draw. So, uh, let me, everybody bring me a white t-shirt and I'll, I'll draw your t-shirt. The basketball team brought me the, uh, the T-shirts. I drew like a, a jersey with on a T-shirt, and we were called the Timberwolves because my t- uh, sixth grade teacher was named Miss Timberlake, oh. so we called ourselves the Timberwolves. So everybody loved the 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 shirts slash jerseys. So I said, okay, I took that vibe. You know, maybe let me let me see what I can do with you know just making T-shirts. So got some fabric paints, started you know doing designs mm-hmm. on T-shirts and hats. And everybody like took a liking to it. So um, I started painting, you know, about high school, I'm, I'm painting on clothes, painting on hats, got glitter all over the place, glitter headbands. So I had a name called Family Wear. Um, and this is a this is a lesson that uh, that we'll teach later on. But um, long story short, the name was taken. So prayed on it mm-hmm. about, you know, about a name. Mm-hmm. One thing you don't want to rush. But um I was in the hospital one. Well, first of all, I came up with the name, had a dream, um, came up with Godfrey. But then the meaning, which was very important, uh, I have a cousin by the name of Reese. Um, we were sitting in the hospital. Uh, one of the family members was in the hospital. And uh, she asked me, she said, what does Godfrey stand for? I said, you know, I'm just, I'm waiting on the meaning. I'm praying on it. Got real quiet. And she was like, God first. That light bulb went off in my head. Bing. God said, God first. And the reason was, and, and, and what, I, why I took a liking to it because first of all, I'm a firm believer in God. Um, secondly, I know without God, but without putting God first that mm-hmm. I, you know, I can't survive. So it all coincided and tied together. So that's how I got the name mm-hmm. Godfrey and the meaning of Godfrey. Um, so I started Godfrey in 1997. I was still in high school. I was actually 17 years old. And that's when I started, you know, I was started doing more than a hand paints. I started doing uh, embroidery screen printing um and just I, I came out with that line and uh since 1997 i've been uh, wow. printing godfrey so wow. well over 20 years wow. now that's an amazing like background um and it sounds like you're oh, everything yeah. that in what in what you were doing started from such a young age and you pursued that you know, a lot of people don't know what they want to do oh, yes. starting really yes, early. Yes. And it seems like you knew what you wanted to do. You tapped into your talents and your skill sets oh, yeah. and you created something that, of course, has just grown into a staple for a lot of people. Because I'm pretty sure a lot of people yes, were up yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, actually, uh, I had a I had a still still to this day. I still have a following from oh, high school wow. um, because I've uh, and what created that following was because I was always coming out yeah. with something new, something fresh. Um, and they knew when they were purchasing from me that they was going to have, they, they was going to have a new fresh design the following week, if not days mm-hmm. later, cause that's what, that was my passion. So I, I yeah. was constantly designing and 
uh, creating designs. Like I still to this day have probably over over ten thousand designs on stored on many computers, uh, jump drives, and so forth. So wow. always staying fresh with new designs and, and new items and stuff like changes that. Changes and people, you know, their their own personal fashion changes yes. as well. Everyone doesn't wear the same thing. And you have something for everybody. And so the right. fact that you forward think and understand like, hey, can't keep the same thing. We got to always have something new in the bucket. That's always no. a great thing. Yes. Uh, a lot of businesses fail too, yeah. not changing yeah. with the time. All so, right. Yeah. Well, thank you for a background yeah. on Godfrey. So now I feel more comfortable with asking you some of these questions. And of course, you're answering them to, you know, you're the expert okay. in this. And we are learning, especially me. So let's get right into it now. We know that, you know, having been the owner of a small business for 20 plus years um, of Godfrey, uh, which, you know, was in various locations and you can speak to what type of locations you were at. What was the benefit of um, owning your own storefront? Um, the Owning my own storefront has, has, first of all, the benefits because I was able to do all my creations in one place. Um, I was able to sell my item in one place. So it was like. A lot, of, a lot of my customers will tell you I called it my lab. So um, being able to, you know, be able to be in, in under one roof, having everything under one roof um, versus, you know, uh, working out of my house to where you don't want everybody coming to your house. Um, you don't want, you know, foot traffic and so forth. So I was uh, I was uh, blessed to be like I said, have my own brick and mortar and to be able to be in one house creating my okay. stuff and also okay. selling my stuff. Now, I have a question so. about that because when we think of like, um, you know, clothing brands and things of that nature, like something that I think of is when there's multiple of one thing, there's other, there's another or third party creating it. And then because of the the need of it, right? So if we have like a hundred people that want the same shirt, mm -hmm. are you making a hundred shirts or? Yes, I I'm I'm making a hundred shirts because a lot of the stuff I did was oh. custom. So what I what I would do, I, I my thing was now, in my for my business oh. it wouldn't be a hundred shirts because I've I've always mm -hmm. kept an exclusive product to where the most I would make is forty eight wow. pieces. That's the most, and with and and so I always kept it like exclusive. Mm -hmm. I always kept the numbers down so that way um, people know. Okay. Two weeks, yeah. three weeks is going to be something new. No more than three weeks is going to be something new versus, you know, making uh, a hundred of something. And then it, you know, it kind of after 40 yeah. or 50 sells out, it stays around. So my thing, I always wanted to turn a new yeah. design okay. or a new product. So, yeah. But with my, like I said, with me owning the company and, and doing all the design and doing everything, I always wanted something fresh. So I didn't really uh, keep uh, uh, large inventories of, of, of one design because I, just I like to see something new and I want my people to be seeing something new, which is a selling technique, too, because if you if you sell a good product, you know, you always mm -hmm. going to, you know, you, you want to turn that mm -hmm. you want to turn that product around and get to the next. So that mm -hmm. way people always and as, I was thinking, as you were back. saying that I was thinking like, you know, I don't go to the mall often because like if I need something, I want to shop online quick, fast and in a hurry. But when I do go to the mall, right. there are right. certain stores where you're always like, hmm, let me see what they got in there today. And so if you're always changing your product, people yep. anticipate not maybe not mm -hmm. walking past it. Oh, they have the same thing. But we know that Godfrey always has something right. new. So right. let's go check out what Godfrey has. And something if it's exclusive and I want it, I want to be the first one to get it. So that's actually really smart. Yep. 
Yep. And, and a lot of people and, and, and what a lot of people fail to realize is that um, when you buy that product, you know, it's not going to be multiple people walking around with the same thing. That's true. That's true. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. Now, what, even though you had your, your own storefront, um, what are the drawbacks that you experience that you believe other business owners experience when it comes to owning and operating their own physical location? Like while there was the good, what were some challenges or drawbacks to owning your own storefront? Um, so I, I, let's say I had three storefronts. Uh, my first one was Laura Mall. Uh, my second okay. one was uh, Route 1. And my third, my last location was uh, Main mm-hmm. Street, located in Laura, Maryland. Now the, now, the drawback from my second store, which was on uh, Route 1, Route 1 and 198, I was located, I, I found a cheap spot. I was located mm-hmm. in the basement of another business above me. Um, the drawback from that was that I was in the basement, one, uh, two, the parking mm-hmm. sucked. Like if my customers came, if the bit, the business above me was a, a hair braiding place. So they constantly had people in and out. So I had a lot of, I had a lot of my customers, uh, ride past or try to get in the parking mm-hmm. lines, no, and nowhere to park mm-hmm. and no overflow on parking. So it kind of scared my customer mm-hmm. off cause it's like nowhere to park. Um, and then new customers didn't, didn't really, you know, mm-hmm. uh, know about the parking situation. So mm-hmm. if I didn't talk to you, they didn't know about it. So, um, that was, that was a drawback is just being in a, being in a location, mm-hmm. uh, where there was no mm-hmm. foot traffic because I was on route one and didn't, people didn't walk past mm-hmm. where my location was at. So, uh, not having that foot traffic that, 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 that kind of sucked because it's like, how do you, how do we know you, you're, you're you know, where like, you how, how do new people yeah. know? that you're there look where you are located and then i'm located in the basement so uh those were drawbacks was parking and no foot traffic can you speak to since we're on the topic of the storefronts in which you had right can you tell us like how did you get inside of a of the mall that's pretty big you know and that's also a big responsibility as well so how did you go about finding these these storefronts well okay so first the mall, the mall, I always wanted to be in a mall. I mean, everybody wants to be in a mall because that's where everybody go back in the day. The mall was the most happening thing. Uh, you had your big stores. Um, I know Laura Mall had, uh, I want to say they had Macy's, they had JC Penney's. Those are big anchor stores. And then all the little mom and pops. So, um, so when, like I said, the first, the, my first store was the mall. Um, yes, the mall is a big thing because it's a, it, it's, it's a, it's kind of a, that's the best place. Mm-hmm. That's where you know you're going to have constant foot traffic. So of course the rent is a little bit higher because you're almost, you're kind of guaranteed business. So, um, again, when I was in high school, mm-hmm. you know, I developed a clientele. Um, I still had this mm-hmm. clientele after I graduated and I said, okay, you know what? Mm-hmm. I want to be in a mall. And people's like, nah, you know, you, you're not going to do good. The mall costs so much. Mm-hmm. And I prayed on it. I prayed on it. I prayed on it. I pray. I'm, I'm heavy mm-hmm. on praying on something that I want. And that's for you too. If you know anything that you want, pray on. So I prayed on it, prayed on it. God gave me, God spoke to me. He was like, yeah, go ahead and do it. I'm, you know, you believe in me that I'm going to help you get it. You got it. So, uh, prayed on it. I start, you know, um, true. So I went to go see the, uh, the, uh, the leasing office and I was scared. I was shaking, nervous and so forth. Prayed before I went in there and, uh, I made her some, you know, made some samples up of my product, went in there, prayed before I said, God, you know, go ahead before me, put it on her heart to accept my product and be able to move in this mall. So I said, all right, pray, went in there, 
you know, talking with the um, talking with the lady. And I said, well, you know, hey, you know, just she's telling me about the square footage, uh, h- uh, how many people come to the mall. Give me all the schematics on, you know, Laura Mall itself. So I said, OK, you know, I'm, I'm shaking my head, still nervous. So I was like, what you will. She said, well, do you you know, you have any products? I said, yeah, it's funny that you say that. I had I, I had made a, a Sanford and Son. I printed a Sanford and Son T-shirt. That was one that was one thing that stuck out. I had all types of stuff, you know, you know, my gut, my clothes, hairband, and so forth. So she was like, "Oh man, Sanford and Son, one of my favorite shows." And she just kept talking about it. You know, I'm just I'm happy that you know I'm um that that she's happy that she sees my product. She loves the product, and we talked about it so much. She said, "Oh, you know, I'm so sorry." Well, you know, you got the you got the spot. You know, this is what's going to be. And I and I in my mind I was just like the little man in my head was just jumping with joy. I was yeah. just thinking, thanking God. But um, that was that was like one of my my best best accomplishment because yeah. that's something I always wanted uh, to accomplish, and God that's allowed me to accomplish. And then going so, yeah. from inside of the mall to having your own storefront in general, where it's just you, you don't even but, have to walk into the mall to yeah. to find it. Yeah. So no. So this is where exactly. we can really get some some information for you from you because. When we talk about having your own storefront, mm-hmm. how does that, how did that even happen? Like, when did you, when did you say to yourself, I want to move from inside of the mall to having my own brick and mortar? Okay. So, uh, well, in my situation, um, uh, one or two things kind of forced me to, uh, to get a brick and mortar. Um, first, uh, Laura Mall was, um, actually dilapidating. It was like, uh, um, the, the front parking garage had structure had fell. So, um, that, that, that was one thing. Then the other thing, the, the, the board, the, the, um, mm-hmm. the advertising board they had out front mm-hmm. wasn't lit no more. So a lot of people thought the mall was closed. Um, the, the foot traffic stopped, you know, it, it wasn't as, as much and it started, mm-hmm. it started like dwindling. And then there was a talk of mm-hmm. remodeling the whole mall. So, once that happened, a lot of a lot of the uh, a lot of the the leasees and then my include myself, you know, we like okay, well we gonna hang in there if they're gonna remodel this mall because that means it's gonna bring great things to the mall. So fast forward, um, mm-hmm. the the remodel never happened. Mm-hmm. Everybody was leaving, and you know, like I said, the foot tra- traffic started dwindling because people thought the mall was closed. It was a ghost town. So I said, I got to do something. I can't keep a f- uh, I can't keep mm-hmm. taking these you know this loss. Mm-hmm. So prayed on that. Um, what, you know, I was like, right, well, let me go out and just look, you know, just kind of go look around and see, um, if, if there's any other vacancies. Saw a vacancy, 357 Main Street. Never forget that address. 357 Main Street. Um, I seen a storefront. Perfect. When I say perfect, I mean perfect. Had two big windows. Um, and when I saw it, I mm-hmm. fell in love with it right away because I'm like, okay, I can advertise. I can put my products in the window. But then, then a second time, I got scared. I, I, my faith kind of dwindled away because I'm like, um, you know, this place going to be expensive. Um, and then for for those don't, that don't know, uh, just a slight, a little bit of history. Um, blacks were not welcome in Laurel back mm-hmm. on, on certain parts of Laurel uh, uh, back in the day, uh, especially Main Street. Main Street is one of the oldest mm-hmm. streets in Laurel, uh, Main Street. And uh, I know like the, the KKK was very heavy in Laurel years ago so you had a lot of racism that was you know that stayed uh for a long time like on main street so you have most uh mainly like caucasians was caucasian owned pretty much the whole block it was one guy that actually owned Mm -hmm. like almost half of main street so it was uh so me growing up 
um, I saw a lot of, you know, like white businesses. So I fast forward. I'm thinking like, oh, well, yeah, you know, it's a possibility. I might not gonna, I'm not going to get it. Da, 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 da. Prayed again. And so I called mm-hmm. called the number on the lease. I'll never forget. His name was uh, uh, Brian, mm-hmm. Brian White. It was a black dude. Him and his father owned the building. They actually owned the whole building. So he, so, so the whole building was, it was a barbershop on one side, which is by a bar, white's barbecue. And then it was a vacant spot on the left side. And then above it was a, a three, mm-hmm. three floors of apartments. So called him fast forward, called him black guy, very cool guy, met him, told him what I was trying to do. He let me see the place. I looked at it and I, and again, I instantly fell in love mm-hmm. and I told him my story. Um, what I'm telling you, everything I'm telling you, I told him and he was like, yeah, you know what? You got it. And I and I I looked at him. I'll share some pictures one day with you yeah. guys if you uh if you ever do like a a backstory or something. I have plenty yeah. of pictures that I'll I'll share with you. But I was just so happy. I was like, you know, can I take a picture with you? You know, because you know he he's a he was a uh he was he was he was a black uh, successful successful mm-hmm. person entrepreneur and so forth. Owned several properties in Maryland D.C. Um, heavy in the real estate. So like he was happy to see me as a black, a black yeah. man having a black business and that he was able to help me out as a, uh, as a black business owner. So no. uh, sorry to go off, but yeah, it, it makes me happy yeah, to no, talk about I that had stuff, no so. idea. So when you were just speaking just the history alone, I had no, I didn't grow up in Laurel, but of course I have family that mm-hmm. had, so I was always mm-hmm. in Laurel, but I never knew that it was that right. history. And one thing that right, I love right. about it is that oh, at yeah. one point in time, you probably may not have been able to be on Main Street, but it came a time where, right, you know, right, God saw right. fit to put you in places where at one point in time, people like us wouldn't have been welcome. So thank you for that, that history. Exactly. Um, and just that, mm-hmm. I love that. I love the fact that um, there was help from our own. Someone saw what it is that you were trying to do and right, instead of gatekeeping right. and things yep. of that nature saw the opportunities that could have been taken and just created space for you. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure they're still creating space for other people of color color as well. So I love that. Thank you for that history, history lesson. So with, (laughs) so with the, um, the, the storefront and the brick, the brick and mortar, um, we know that it can be very costly, especially when we're talking about like construction and things of that nature. You briefly mentioned, um yes. that it was going to cost a little bit more and without necessarily giving us those details um when you get a store a storefront mm-hmm. oftentimes there is a lot of money associated with it um and not only do yes. you have a vision for your brand but you have a vision for what that storefront is going to look like as well um so when we yes. talk about the 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 financing in that um like how does that how do you factor that in knowing, hey, I want a storefront, but I need this amount of money to be able to do it? How did you, um, I guess, go about the financing aspect of it? Um, it, it, it's mm-hmm. it's different ways. Uh, uh, most entrepreneurs mm-hmm. save the money. Um, so I was doing a lot of saving, uh, um, mm-hmm. also a lot of borrowing. Um I had a vision, so I was going to get I was going to get to that vision uh, any means necessary. So I saved a lot of money. Um, I did a lot of I borrowed some money uh, mm-hmm. from a family member, actually. Um, but uh, to go back to your question, um, it, it, it's a lot of different things that you have to uh, take into consideration. First of all, you have to. OK, first mm-hmm. of all, you have to see the space. 
So you need to know how, how you know mm -hmm. what the square footage is of the space. You also like okay, the the place might need mm -hmm. to be painted. It, it, it's mm -hmm. a it's a lot of uh, of different you know details that that you have to take into consideration when um uh when trying to you know when when you trying to know the expenses and know how you're going to get this place up and running. So uh, it, it, like I said, it's a long list. And, uh, and, and again, inventory, you know, how much inventory you're going to need to, to, to fill that space up. Uh, what you're going to do to make the place habitable to be able to put products and so forth in there by painting, making sure the f floors is uh, taken care of, making sure, the, making sure the, uh, again, floors, walls, mm -hmm. uh, fixtures, lighting, and so forth. So it, it it's a lot that goes into it. But again, it, it, it's it's it, if you want it, mm -hmm. you got you have to do your homework. And what I did was, uh, I was blessed to be able mm -hmm. to work in a retail store, mm -hmm. which was called Joey's. And uh, he he uh, I, I saw a lot of good things uh, from him and learned a lot of good things and bad things. Mm -hmm. So just taking that knowledge um, and, and and just saying, okay, well, you know, me having my own store, I'm gonna do the, I'm gonna take the same thing, which is inventory, knowing how to. Um, um, uh, uh, wall fixtures and knowing how, you know, uh, your uh, expenses as far as, uh, uh, phone bill, electric bill, all that stuff. So it's a, it's a lot, it's a lot, but I, I used to have, I used to, I used to keep notebooks of everything, you know, of all notes of what I need to do, how I need yeah. to do it, how I'm going to attack it. So it, it, it's a lot. And it, honestly, it's truly, it's talking, truly a lot. I'm just like, yeah, no, like, no, not even it's that. Like, I just have this thing right. where it's just, if I feel like it's going to be too much, I'm just going to be like, yeah, no. So that's the reason why for people who are business owners and have their own storefront or just their own business, just everything oh, that yeah. goes into it, because it's not just maintaining the storefront. It's you got to continue to be creative. And oh, no. so it's like juices, like your creative juices are always just flowing. And, you know, so. And and. No, and just a note not to cut you off. Uh, a lot of a lot of small businesses wow. fell within the first five years. You can ask anybody that. And, and and in the beginning, I was like, you know what? Now, nah, as long as you, yeah. long as you pumping, got a good product, yeah. it's not even about the product. Yeah. It's about being able to stay afloat, being able to stay afloat. You know, um, you got think mm -hmm. certain things come up. You know, um, you think that everybody got your back, or oh, yeah, everybody can support you, yeah. and only half the people show up. So yeah, so first five years, uh, a lot of the businesses fail. Most that, businesses fail. So. And the benefit that you and have, I was blessed. Like everything just you just have people just always just in your corner because you have the opportunity of working with someone and seeing firsthand how oh, yeah. a business should and should not be run. So I'm a firm believer that you don't have to put yourself in every yep. situation to know like the do's and don'ts, right? So you having that example right. and then that support from his name is Joey. Yeah, having that support from Joey, Joey yep. that's Joey's, not yep. something that everyone, mm -hmm. um, you know, had is able to benefit from. Someone learning like hands on, yeah. So the fact that you the even have from, that, right. and then creating mm -hmm. your space and knowing what to oh, do, yeah. I think that that's amazing. That's actually really dope. Yeah, yeah. He and and again, wow. he was my he was my mentor, um, uh, mm -hmm. along with uh, several other people, but. Uh, like I said, Joey had two or three stores. Joey was a millionaire, you know, um, and I, and who yeah. not better yeah. to learn from was Joey, you know. So um, also, you know, that's an, another good note for others is uh, get get with somebody in, 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 that's in the same field that you're trying to do or, 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 or the same, you mm -hmm. know, uh, business that you're trying to do. Try to yeah. learn as much as you can, you know, 
use their success, use their, their the, the the negatives and and, and positives and, yeah. and, and, and implement it with yourself. I love that. So. And I think that um, when you're in a space where people are not necessarily gatekeeping information that could benefit other people, yeah, yes, I think that that's, that's just, the most important. It's so dope because I know yes, some people yes, get a hold of yes. something and then they don't want to share it with their community or people who are trying to do yes. somewhat of the same thing. But it's there's enough for everybody. So the fact that you had the opportunity of learning from someone and then they also be a friend and mentor. That's really yeah. amazing. And there was a lot there was a lot of mm. gatekeeping when I started. Um because yeah. I was so hungry for information. I saw people who had their own store and, and who was up and coming and I mm. actually helped those and they would not give me no information and that's what made me go mm. harder. Oh man. I, yeah, I, I <laughs> I people even owe me money mm. from yeah. me helping their business, you know. I'm I'm talking about over at fifty to eighty thousand dollars that I was so hungry I was like I'll yeah. I'll do anything I'll help you but mm -hmm. they didn't do it in return so but a lot of gatekeeping but at the end of the day like I said through prayer God has blessed yeah. me to have That's my amazing. own so right that's amazing Very happy now when it comes to the being a business owner and, and selecting a space um what are some red flags and what or what are like maybe two red flags um and maybe two green flags that you should look for when it comes to um occupying or looking to occupy a space so when you so when you occupy a space um mm -hmm. you're leasing the space so if so if you have let's say a mm -hmm. 1200 square foot building um the most the most important important part about this space is how much is it going to cost a month so if this building costs six thousand dollars and you don't have the clientele to you don't have you don't have like an inventory clientele and so forth to to be able to generate six thousand dollars or more you, you're not going to survive so and like i said the a red flag is how much the how much is gonna, the lease is going to be a month mm -hmm. that's the most important part you have to be it has to be affordable for you so um definitely want to check you know uh how much how much mm -hmm. that space costs that's very important you can do and two did one you say two one or two? Right? Oh. Um, uh, another red flag is like, what other, like, what other businesses are, are you next to? You know, um, you don't want to, you, you don't want to, depending on, I don't know, depending on what your business is, you don't want another business to infringe on your business. For an example, you, mm -hmm. you're selling hot dogs and you, and somebody mm -hmm. next door is also selling mm -hmm. hot dogs and they've been there longer than you. You don't, I mean, that, yeah. that, that's something you definitely don't want to do. You want to try your best to move into like. Uh, 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 like a uh, exclusive, like a, a exclusive area to where you're only the only you know person uh, selling your product. So um, I would say okay. those would be All two right. red flags. Now, what are some green flags to places? Like when you're just like, yep, that's what you, yeah, that's what you're looking for. So I'm looking. Okay. Foot traffic. Okay. You gotta have foot traffic. Like, uh, yeah, you have your clientele, mm -hmm. but you want more clientele. You want you want your business to be accessible. You want people to know that you're there. You mm -hmm. want people to be walking back and forth. My main uh, my main street. Uh, one of the uh, one of the reasons I chose Main Street because Main Street was up and coming. Again, they started. A lot, you started mm -hmm. seeing a lot of black businesses move in. And <clears throat> when I first started, you know, on a Saturday, you know, I seen some foot traffic. But as these black businesses started moving moving in. I started to see the foot traffic pick up, so uh, that's a that's 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 a plus when you have foot mm -hmm. traffic because that those are new customers mm -hmm. every day that's walking past. Um, for an example, uh, Main Street was getting about 
50, I want to say 50, 50 to 100,000 cars, about 50,000 cars a week wow. coming back and forth because it was, because it, because you had uh, 95 mm. to 16 and the traffic from off of 95 and 216 would dump off mm. through Main Street. So you had people coming back and forth, back and forth. And especially on the weekends when, when, when the mom and pop mm-hmm. stores started popping up, um, you had people, you know, wanting to come and see, um, uh, uh, what products these people have, like for example, uh, Tabitha with um, mm-hmm. uh, more than Java Cafe. She was a, she was a, a black. Uh, it was a coffee, a coffee, mm-hmm. uh, a coffee, a coffee shop that turned that, that she started selling sandwiches and doing all types of stuff. Mm-hmm. But she brought a lot of people to Main Street during the week because she had during the weekend, well weekday and weekend, um, because she had a lot of stuff that she made. You know, or mm-hmm. the the company made exclusive exclusive coffees doing all types of sandwiches mm-hmm. stuff that main street didn't have so she was bringing a lot of foot traffic so we were you know playing back up playing with the mm-hmm. you know playing off each other she would send her customers wow. while they wait for their food over to my shop or if someone was getting made something made at my shop I, hey go go get a sandwich or go get a coffee so yeah so foot traffic that's and a, I guess another a, green flag is make yep. sure that, you know, you can kind of connect with the people that are in the same area, if that's possible, oh, if that's definitely. possible, you definitely. know, definitely. A, a place where, you right. know, it's, it's, it's friendly and, you know, everyone is support, other yes, business owners yes, are supporting yes. each other's business. Very that. important. Very, that. very important. Now, one thing we've learned over the last four years or the past four years is that pivoting is very necessary for the survival of businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to know when you when do you think it's time for a store to scale back and focus solely on like the e-commerce business? Because we've seen in like the pandemic storefronts and business owners had to find other ways to get their businesses, you know, keeping their businesses afloat and things of that nature. So um, being that mm-hmm. you did have a brick and mortar, how do you know when it's time to scale back? Um. <sighs> It's, it's, it's several several ways that you don't want to scale back. For an example, COVID hit. Um, I had my brick and mortar when COVID hit. Um, that one was very easy. When they started closing down uh, stores and, and not li- allowing people out, that's when I know, okay, what am I going to do? Um, you have to be able to pivot. Now, for an example, for me, I have to have the nine out of 10, the customer needs to walk in the store to actually purchase a product. Uh, not only so what what was a pivoting moment for me before COVID was that um, it slowed down with, you know, selling Godfrey because you had uh, you had other like uh, like I can say, well, cl- some clothing mm-hmm. lines that were doing the same thing, but it was uh, other races mm-hmm. doing it for cheaper. Like, the, you know, you had some Koreans and you had um, like the Chinese doing it for cheaper and then everybody going on to, you know, going to the e-commerce. So what I what so what I did was I started really, really getting into um um the the custom printing. Like when and when I say custom printing, printing for others. Like fat like doing a family union t shirt, doing a one off, something, hey, can you put my, my child on a shirt or or, or doing a happy birthdays and stuff like that. So that that's what I actually I pivot from doing this to doing more, you know, like I said, custom orders for people. And that really um, kept the business afloat along with, you know, still selling my Godfrey. Um, Another pivoting moment for me was when I had the brick and mortar um, COVID hit. So uh, again, they they was, they were doing a shutdown to where, you know, you can't have two or more people in the business. And then it went to where Mm. like no one could be on the street. So 
uh, again, business got real slow. So I, I said, okay, I still have this brick and mortar. I still need to pay the rent because at the end of the day, at mm-hmm. this moment, they're not giving no breaks. Mm-hmm. So things have to still get paid. So I said, you know what? Hmm, what can I do? I said, oh, so that's when everybody had to have a mask. I said, okay. I said, all right, well, I know, I know vendors and I know, you know, same things I can start, you know, I, I made my own mask. And so what I did was I mm-hmm. sold this exact shirt right here, right? This is a, this is a, a Chanel patch. What I did was I took this shirt, I took the design and made it smaller and I put it on the front of the mask because everybody had to have a mask. So made the mask. I got, got on social media, you know, with social media is real big. Got on social media. I posted mask with the shirt. They called me, uh, my phone rang. Oh my God. All day, every day. So I said, okay, that was my pivoting point. I was like, okay, this now, you know, this is bringing me back where I need to be. So what I started doing was I started making different designs and putting the same design on a mask. So not only was you staying safe, yeah, um, you were styling at the same time. So you was matching. So okay, that was another pivoting right. moment. Listen, for me. The, you have to be quick on your feet. You got to be quick. You have to be quick on your feet. Time. That's the only way you're going. That's, that's <laughs> hey, you got to be quick. Now, but yeah, that's the only Is way. You, that's the only way you survive. Forward, if you're forward, you know, thinking. you you know, forward thinking. I'm a very and, and sometimes forward thinking mm. keeps me up at night. But again, it's well worth it, you know, because I'm forward. I'm forward thinking to stay afloat and to stay on top of uh, uh, changing yeah. trends. Yeah. Now myself. I want to go back to something, if you don't mind, because I skipped. I w- I skipped it. I was as you were talking. Mm-hmm. I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Now, when you when you did have the storefront, right? We know that good help is. They say it's hard to find, mm-hmm. and yes, it is. And I know, yeah, and I it know that a lot of, you know, a, a lot of this is your vision. And so, um, you know, as your vision grows and your business grows, you can't be the only one doing every single thing, having to allocate responsibilities to other people, right? So yeah. for, for those individuals who are either looking to open um, their own brick and mortar or are currently doing it, can you speak to what um, the hiring or finding good people to join your team looks like? Uh, so before I say that, I, I always tell people, um, people want to hire somebody off the break. Like they open the business, they hire somebody. I always suggest the owner working that business as much as they can. So they know the ins and outs of the business. Um, now when it comes to the hiring process, um, I would say you want to, you want to pick people who, who, who have dealt with whatever your business is. For example, uh, mine's was, um, a custom apparel and then my, you know, just selling my apparel. Um, I, when I, when I, you know, did an interview, I was always looking at their application to see mm-hmm. what previous locations they worked at. For example, um, uh, I had a young lady who worked at, uh, who worked at Gap, who worked at other, um, uh, what do you mm-hmm. call it? Uh, apparel shops. So she knew, you know, point of sale system, meaning, you know, your, uh, your register. She knew how to close out a register. She knew about customer mm-hmm. service, speaking to, you know, uh, those things, those very important things of speaking to your customers, engaging your customers and so forth. So I say always hire somebody that that's been um, that's been mm-hmm. in your line of business. Um, that's very, very important because you don't want nobody. Uh, and and, and, and I, it's important to me, but uh, it, it's OK to teach. But you at least want somebody to have mm-hmm. uh, some type of know how. Um, so you don't find yourself 
mm-hmm. constantly, constantly teaching, and then you're mm-hmm. taken away from the business itself. So bringing somebody in who who has you know uh, dealt with, I mean, has okay. been in that okay. line of and, work, and then making sure that you know, because I'm pretty sure those are the, of course, the people that you end up trusting. They're a part of your team, so you have to make sure that even mm-hmm. you, as the owner and the boss and things of that nature, make sure that your team is really close knit mm-hmm. and that um, the relationships that you even have mm-hmm. with these people are healthy relationships so yep. that no one is really taking advantage of the other. Yep. Everyone is benefiting in the situation. Right. And also, um, once I found a good person, I started mm-hmm. in investing in that person because I, 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 I myself say, OK, I need to be able to trust this person. And then also I would like to uh, invest in this person so they could have longevity within my business and grow my business. And that way, not only um, grow my business, but like again, um, help, you know, make them feel as though, well, make them be an asset by, by uh, you know, like, like they have their two cents in the business. That makes that, that makes, you know, that person want to stay much longer and be hungry okay. to make okay. your business grow. I love I love the insight that you're giving me with this, because I know that this is definitely going to benefit a lot of people who are looking to either jumpstart their storefront, um, whether it be big or small, depending on what it is that they're selling, because there is a lot there are a lot of entrepreneurs out here. Um, I think the pandemic pretty much kicked the creativity Mm -hmm. for a lot of people off. Um, And I myself, I know I have a few people that I know have their own brick and mortar and it looks far from easy. So to hear a little bit of the backstory as to all of what goes into it it's a lot and it makes but it makes you appreciate Mm -hmm. those people even more because um we only get to see the surface level of it but we don't really get to see everything that goes behind it goes on behind it um so to have like this information shared it's definitely um beneficial and you're teaching us some lessons so what important lessons about your business did you learn as a business owner um with a storefront and and from those lessons would you ever consider open opening up another storefront and if so why or why not um so what i learned is that advertising uh is very very important um you have to constantly advertise because you want new customers uh that was very important also uh Mm -hmm. budgeting while having a business when i had my first business I saw so much. I used to see anywhere from two to five thousand dollars a day, sometimes. Yeah, when I when I was in the mall, I I saw that much money, and I I ain't gonna lie, I I I I, I, I was rich. So I was out there. I was going out. My store was located right next to a Foot Locker, and I was I bought three pairs of shoes a week. I was going. I was gambling, shooting dice. They'll tell look. Anybody, any of my close friends will tell you, man, yeah, well, yeah, he'll come in and get that deposit and he'll go, he'll go, you know, go to Land City, throw it on the table. But what I learned, and, and then, and, and I looked up and my shop was empty because I didn't budget my money like I was supposed to. So, so, uh, uh, budgeting is very, very, very important. Being able to, when the money comes in, know how to, uh, set aside a budget for advertising, set up set aside a budget for, um, you know, your, if you have a lease, being able to pay your rent, set aside money, um, even just for yourself, uh, not too much in the beginning, you know, but set aside some type of uh, money for yourself for that. Um, and incidentals, things like something might, you know, something might happen, uh, to where you need to have that money to pay, 
uh, pay for, you know, certain incidentals and, and the things that come up. Um, and then being able to have, you know, uh, okay. money for expenses. And budgeting so, is the most, I mean, yeah. it all starts from a budget, doesn't it? <laughs> and if the budget starts right, from a budget, something's yeah. always going to kind of fall like in between the cracks. So like even staying on a budget, yeah. first of all, I'm good with saving, but I'm not good with the budget, like allocating mm. money to go to certain areas. Mm. And you know how, like when you get money, they say, pay yourself first. It's like, but they don't tell you how much you should pay yourself. Mm-hmm. So what if I want to pay myself? Just <laughs> Hey, look, hey, look, and that, and that, and that's the crazy thing because when I first started my business, I was really paying too myself, much. but I was paying myself too much. So what I realized, so what I did realize that um, when I had my mm-hmm. second shot, um, I said I, I sat down and said, okay, I'm only going to pay myself a hundred dollars a week because I also still had a full time job. Um, and just kind of, you know, just, just running both full time, actually. But I told myself, um, I pay myself a hundred dollars a week. And when I did that, I, I, I saved a lot of money. And then when things came up, I actually had, you know, I had that, that mm-hmm. part I budgeted mm-hmm. for, I was able to dip into that to where in the beginning when mm-hmm. I was, I was really paying myself. Um, I didn't, when it, when, when it was time to, uh, what we what what, we, what the streets say is re up yeah. was to replenish mm-hmm. my store. Yeah. I didn't have no money for inventory, okay. so I definitely learned from that. Yeah. Now, very from very important budget, or just in general, um, have you ever considered opening up another storefront, or are, is that part in the past? Like, would you ever do it again? Okay. No, I would definitely do it again because, like, again, I've learned a lot when it comes to business. Um, God has blessed me to to be able to. Uh, obtain so much knowledge uh, when it comes to just a just a business aspect period and then apparel mm-hmm. I've, I've, I'm still learning mm-hmm. um, and that's my passion um, uh, hopefully Lord's willing that uh, in a few years I'm thinking about opening up another retail shop um, right now I'm getting ready to do uh, consulting for mm-hmm. clothing lines and brands itself so that's something we'll later we'll, time. We'll yeah, we're gonna call you back. When, when, you know, at the end, at, yeah, later time. Yeah, yeah, at a later yeah. time. You know, to help businesses, yeah, brand, and so up. forth. So yeah. it's like it's like you're evolving into different mm-hmm. roles and within the same company. So now it's like you really oh, yeah. are an expert in all of. The, you are the Google of apparel. I'm I'm, I'm trying that's to be. I'm trying to that's be. What's up. Well, we, to listen. Be, so. If you're watching this, yeah. we have somebody named Aaron. Okay, Nurini, that can help you with because in helping you consult yeah. and just kind of figuring out the whole business aspect of it. That's really that's a good person to have too. Yeah. Um, you're a good person to have. Yes, so we definitely. hope that people definitely. watch this and then. Thank you. Thank find you. ways to connect with you. And we'll make sure at the end of this, we're going to get um, all of your handles so that if people want to reach out to you to be able to connect with you in that way for those opportunities, then um, they can do that. Now, before we yes, end, because yes. this has been an amazing interview, we have what we call the Venmay tip of the day. And so the Venmay tip of the day is what would you say to the entrepreneur who was either currently the owner of a brick and mortar or is looking to open a brick and mortar? What is that Venmay tip of the day that you believe would benefit them um, in their journey? The Venmay tip for entrepreneurs mm-hmm. is to do your research. And when I say do your research, do your research on if uh, if you can mm. afford a brick and mortar, is it worth doing a brick and mortar for the type of product that you have? Research, research, research. Okay. Any additional gems you want to share with us about anything? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, what What has helped me 
um, be an entrepreneur is just uh, just having faith in God. Uh, that's again, that, that's my personal opinion, but that's what worked for me and it worked for several others. So just being able when you do have that problem or you feel though, feel as though, you know, uh, you, you're you falling off track or or business is not doing good or, or you don't think you could actually go get a brick and mortar or or just do business, period. Just just lean on God, call God and and uh, ask him yeah. for uh, clarity. Cause God. Um, that's pretty much it. And he'll take, he'll see, the, he'll see, first. he'll see the way we put, if you put, if you, <laughs> hey, you took the words out of my mouth. If you put God first, you'll be yeah, all right, can, right. Where can we follow you? How can we Yes. Yes. The best way to, to, to reach me is you could uh, send me an email at Godfrey at yahoo.com. That's G H O D F R I I at yahoo.com. Or you can call uh, the business line at 240-563-0006. That's five two four zero five six three zero 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 six. Thank you so much for all of what you shared, the history, the the business aspect of it, all of yes. the you know the, the minutia of everything. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to you know just give us these gems, give us this education that we know is going to benefit a lot of people now and in the future. And we're definitely when it comes yes. time to it, and you're and you feel comfortable to do it, we definitely want to get you back here to be talking to talk to us about what it even means to consult and what goes into that. So we can't wait to have you oh, in the yes. future. But for right now, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for thank having you. me today. Um, thank you. And for all of you watching, make sure thank that you, you follow Venmay on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Until next time, talk to you guys later. Bye.